time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us today. And today we look ahead to uh, the Sunday Gospel. It's from Matthew uh, and a lot going on in a relatively short gospel. Forgiveness and listening and praying together with the power and the power of that. Jesus tells us that when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. When have you discovered Jesus in your midst, in your prayer life? We're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director, back with us once again, Father J.P. Mitchell. Father J.P. is a priest of Opus Dei, uh, now serving in the in Chicago at the Opus Dei Center, also working extensively with the College Apostolate run by Opus Dei at the University of Illinois, and that is where he joins us today. Father J.P. Mitchell, welcome back to the program. How are you doing? Thanks a lot, Chuck. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well, doing well, and uh, looking forward to talking about uh, this. There's so so many things we can talk about today, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully get into a lot of that as we do every day. We'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us, and uh, we hope uh, some of you will say yes and join in the conversation today. But uh, Father J.P. Mitchell, get us started. It's the Sunday Gospel. It's the Gospel of Matthew, and I'm going to ask you to share this with everybody. But uh, just give us an overview. What's going on? Well, as you said, um, there are a lot of things going on, um, and um, and I would say, well, the thing that jumps out at me is 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 Jesus is talking about conversion. I mean, there are other things too, but there's a conversion of heart. Um, I think it's interesting to understand the the context, right? Because we dive in right at verse 15, but you have 14 previous verses within that chapter, which. Anyway, and right before verse 15 was the parable of the lost sheep, right, of the shepherd who, who leaves the 99 going after the lost sheep. And so there's that desire that Christ has for our conversion of heart. And one of the ways in which there can be conversion is through correction, which is what comes up in the first couple of verses, correction from others, um, and also encouragement. And so that can help lead to a change of heart, Um as a reconciliation, reconciliation with God and with others, and so, um, but also that can, that correction comes from comes from a heart that that loves that uh, that seeks to uh, to help others have that conversion too, and so it's kind of a double call. It's a double call to have fraternal concern for each other, to care enough to actually confront somebody in a in a loving way, and then also to allow ourselves to be corrected. You know that. That God's call to conversion can come in many different ways and different events that happen to me and come to me in the prayer and come to me through other people, whether it's one person or others. Um, so anyway, conversion of heart, I think, is uh, is a big one. 
Father J.P. Mitchell is our spiritual director on the inner life, taking a look ahead to the Sunday Gospel. It's the Gospel of Matthew. Let's open up our phone lines, 888-914-9149. If you'd like to join us, of course, that toll-free phone line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. Don't forget you can email us as well. I'm going to ask Father J.P. to share this Gospel with us. But uh, as you listen to it, and then here's the question I would pose to you in our listening audience today. When, uh, in your prayer, when have you gathered um, as two or three and seen Jesus Mm. answer your prayers? And then forgiveness. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. When have you discovered the power of forgiveness? And again, toll free. If you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father J.P., can we, uh, we take a moment here and ask you to share this Sunday's gospel with our listeners today? Of course. This is from uh, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And so, Father J.P., as you read that now, you talked about conversion of heart. What else jumps out to you uh, as you uh, read that? for our listeners you know the um it, it, it's very brief it's in the last line but um for where two or three are gathered together in my name there i am in the midst of them that um uh, in my name i uh well i was wondering what that meant and anyway several months ago actually because i was preparing i was preparing a homily on this and so i said you know what does it mean to be there in the name of jesus and uh is it, is it just enough to say you know we are here in jesus's name um or just to say his name and uh well that's a good start but it goes deeper and i think to be to be in the name of jesus let's let's, let's think of it this way when i act in the name of someone else i'm acting in accordance with their desires I'm, I'm I'm acting in accordance of their will. You know, I'm doing this in the name of my brother, you know, because my brother wants this to be done. And so when we are present in the name of Jesus, we are in union with what Jesus wants. And Jesus wants to do the will of the Father. Jesus wants the salvation of souls. Jesus wants to forgive. Jesus wants wants that conversion of heart. Or And so um, so when we are gathered together, or, or, or when I pray in Jesus' name, which is also something that Jesus talks about, it's always in union with what he wants with his um, with his will, which of course is always to do the will of his Father God, our Father too. Yeah, and then so J Father JP, when we uh, talk about uh, gathering in His name, do you see the power of prayer? Do you see uh, maybe parishioners, friends gathering uh, two or three, gathering in in His name? Do you see the power of that? Absolutely. Um, it's our. I mean, He says it that He likes it when we pray together for the same intention. And so, um, for example, I may have something, I may have an intention that I'm praying for. It, it could be anything, you know. Um, 
And um, that power, or it's pleasing to our Lord when I share that with somebody else. When I get more people to pray for that same intention, it increases, well, increases perhaps my humility, that I need help in asking for this. I need God's help for this, and, and I want others to help me in asking for that. It also it also increases fraternal charity from them because it increases their ability to be able to help me, their concern for me. I've opened myself up to their concern, and they can um, and and they can take part of that. And so it's that um, it it makes fraternal charity grow, and loving each other is what God asked us to do. And so I think it makes that prayer much more powerful in His eyes because He sees us caring for each other um, and also being humble. So. Um, uh, I try to do this, well, I've learned the hard way, I think, but um, and I've learned to the example of others, is I will, um, I will ask people to help, them, uh, to help me pray for particular intentions. I'll do it maybe after confession or after spiritual direction, or, or I'll do it from, um, I'll even do it maybe from uh, after when I'm preaching a homily. But I particularly like it in those one-on-one encounters when I say, please, could you please pray for for an intention of mine. Sometimes I'll tell them, sometimes I can't, and I'll, I'll just leave it as a kind of general special intention. And I see those intentions move um, because I, because those people, while well, they're generous, they offer up their sufferings, they offer up their sickness, they offer whatever it is for that intention. Um, anyway, that's a long answer, but, but yes, definitely. We are talking today about the Sunday Gospel from Matthew, and in your prayer, uh, when have you uh, gathered as two or three and seen Jesus Answer your prayers. I really discovered him in your midst. We'll talk about forgiveness today. When have you discovered the power of forgiveness? Father J.P. Mitchell is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And just a reminder that our Relevant Radio toll-free studio line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. More information about their cell phones and monthly plans all available at CharityMobile.com. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life today. If you're just tuning in, Father J.P. Mitchell is our spiritual director. Father J.P., a priest of Opus Dei, now serving in Chicago at the Opus Dei Center, joining us uh, from the University of Illinois today, where he works extensively with the college apostolate, run by Opus Day. This is our Friday broadcast, taking a look ahead to the Sunday Gospel. It's the Gospel of Matthew. It's about prayer. It's about forgiveness. It's uh, about a lot. But uh, phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Again, toll-free number 888-914-9149. And uh, in your in your prayer life, when have you uh, gathered as two or three and seen Jesus answer your prayers? We'll get into forgiveness a little bit today. When have you discovered the power of forgiveness in your faith journey? Again, toll free, 888-914-9149, our email address, at relevantradio.com. So, Father JP, we hear in the gospel, uh, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him it's fault between you and him alone. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about maybe the danger that when somebody hurts us or sins against us, we want to tell everyone, don't we? Hey, do you know what so-and-so did to me? Let me tell you about that. 
yeah, we I do, think, don't I we? Think that's what, oh, man, without a doubt. I think that's one of the things that uh, that Jesus is, is certainly implying, right, is, is, uh, is not to gossip. I mean, because that is definitely, you know, we want to justify ourselves and we want to, you know, we want people to pity us or... And um, and so yeah, immediately we'll turn to someone else and say, you, "Did you see what so and so did?" and and can you believe that? And and what it ends up doing, it ends up building up our own ego. Um, kind of makes us feel good about ourselves, perhaps. But then, but 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 actually, we're, we're not helping ourselves, and of course, we're harming someone else. We're harming someone else's reputation. Um, and and there's absolutely nothing positive that comes from it. Like there's no. When we talked about conversion of heart there's no conversion that can really take place through that i mean once we realize our fault and maybe we can of course but um but particularly to the person who did the wrongdoing is that is um uh is that they're not really being helped in any way and so um we want to avoid the response of anger anger could lead to gossip or anger could lead to even confronting that person but in an angry way um and at least in my experience, I don't know, growing up with eight siblings, uh, that kind of confrontation usually doesn't bring any good resolution. Um, it just brings about more fighting or more arguments or more yelling or whatever it might be. Um, sometimes, I don't know, it's going each case is different, right? But I think we definitely want to go into confronting someone if, if, if we can discern that it's, that it's proper to do so. And also, I think it's very helpful to consult somebody else. This is different from gossiping. Mm-hmm. Gossiping is we're doing it to feel better about ourselves or to make the other person look bad. But if we go to someone we trust, someone who's discreet, and we mention maybe the fault of someone else, it's not gossip. Why? Because our intention is to help. Our intention is to help there be a conversion, a conversion in our own hearts and a conversion in that person. So it's okay to talk about someone else's fault in the right context and with the right intention. Mm-hmm. And then to go at it as peacefully as possible. Um, personally, I like, I rehearse what I'm going to say. <laughs> I will like, well, first in the prayer, I talk to Jesus. Okay, Jesus, how can we go about this? How can we do this right? But then I think about, well, what am I going to say? So I don't go on too long, but also I say what needs to be said. I try to say it with a smile and I say, hey, listen, I might be wrong about this, but I, you know, I, you hurt me in this way. Or you hurt someone else in this way, perhaps. Um, but it's with that desire to, to help, um, but also without without being angry. And if we see we start to get to worked up or we get angry, I think it's been, it's safer to back out and try to talk about it later. Well, and I think you bring up such a good point, uh, Father JP, in terms of go tell uh, go tell him his fault between uh, you and him alone. But can you just maybe build on that? I know my experience of that is that, yeah, sometimes uh, we are angry. Sometimes we want to attack the person. But can for me, what works is to be able to focus on what it did to me. So I was mm. hurt or I was insulted or I was disappointed. I was surprised. I became sure. angry by what you did. And so that's focused on what happened to me and not attack the person by calling that person some name or um, do, do that in anger. I may be, I may have felt angry, but I don't need to act in anger. So there is a way to to let people know that um, we have been hurt. Yes, yeah, and and yeah, you've said it very well. Uh, to let them know um, what that reaction was in you, or 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 or, or how you saw that particular situation. Um, 
and um, and and even to tell them, hey, just so you know, like I forgive you. I, you know, I think it depends on the relationship, depends on the person, but 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 you could even say that like right away, or or I don't know if you know the person, you know that they'll probably take it well and maybe say sorry, and then you say I forgive you, but but um, but to let them know that hey, when you when you come home at this time and you you kind of just bark out orders that I want my dinner on the table now or something like that offends me, right? I don't know, mm-hmm. or whatever the example might be. Um, because I've also had a long day and maybe you don't realize that, you know. And and there can be a very fruitful conversation that you know that leads to to, to more charity after that, you know. Well, and I think you bring up another really really good point that we may not agree with other people, but I've just discovered that uh, the importance of understanding somebody else. So I may not agree mm-hmm. with you about whatever happened or what it, what you believe about fill in the blank here, everyone, but but to begin to understand. So to your point that maybe somebody had a bad day, maybe uh, somebody's uh, angry at somebody at, at work that they bring maybe home, but there's always something else going on. So we may not agree, uh, we may have been hurt, but that, that, that ability to try and understand why somebody is reacting the way they are how important is that oh it's tremendous it's um um let's see i've heard well i'm sure he's not the only person to say this but saint jose maria escriba would say that the, that the key to living charity he says before generosity the key to living charity is understanding and um and trying to have that un- use that understanding to where is this person coming from and also to help them understand me better you know, and so that's where this confronting one-on-one, letting them know that you know that, that that they had offended me in some way or made me angry in some way. Maybe they realized it, maybe they didn't. Um, but it can help them understand me better, and and also, it's a way of you know this this confronting someone one or talking to them one-on-one. Um, the goal is unity here, right? The goal isn't to say you know you're right and I'm wrong. The, the, the goal is to love the other person a little bit more and help them love me a little bit more, too. Father J.P. Mitchell is our spiritual director. Father J.P., a priest of Opus Dei, we're talking about the Sunday Gospel. It's about um, uh, pointing out uh, the, if somebody sins against us, to tell him his fault between you and him alone. We'll get into forgiveness today, too. But again, phone lines are open if you'd like to, to join us. And as you think about uh, your journey of faith, when have you... Uh, Seen uh, the power of your prayer when two or three are gathered uh, in the name of Jesus. We'll talk about that a little bit more as well. But again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. You bring up another really good point, Father JP, because I think it's just probably part of who we are as human beings, uh, this um, innate uh, sense that, you know what, I just have to be right. No matter what's going on, I <laughs> we love to, to be right. We love to be right. I mean, hey, it's part of us. And I think what we're saying today is is that we don't don't have to be right all the time. I know I told my wife Judy some years ago. You know what? I just figured out that I don't have to be right all the time. And once she loved that, and then she reminded me that she loves to be right all the time. So, but um, but there's something about us. We just need to be right, don't we? Yes. Um... It's, uh, yeah, and we like to be placed on that pedestal where others acknowledge us in that way. And, you know, um, and uh, and it's a consequence, let's be honest, it's a consequence of sin. And um, because, and, uh, and 
our Lord Jesus comes to tell us, I mean, this is what he's getting at when he's continually pushing the apostles to serve. When they're comparing, right, it happens a couple of times, you know, there are wonderful scenes where they're, you know, they're together, they're without our Lord, and they're talking to each other, and they're saying, who's the greatest, you know, or who's going to get the most important position, who's going to do this and do that? And Jesus knows what they're talking about. He says, what are you guys talking about? And they don't say anything because they realize we weren't talking about the right thing. You know, our heart was in the wrong place. And Jesus very sternly and at the same gently says, listen, the key is service. You guys are here to serve. Um, And so uh, it's a great reminder for us, particularly when we say, you know, I I have to be right on this one or I am right and I got to make sure they know it. Well, um, anyway, we have to try to correct ourselves on, on that. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's hard. I have a hard time doing it. Um, but what's the good that's going to come out of this conversation? Maybe that's a great question to think about. It's not so much I got to be right, but what's the good for them, for that person, and for me? How can we both grow? Um, yeah. Well, and then we're, we're looking in this Gospel of Matthew right now. We're just looking at uh, two or three lines. And I think when we look at this and really begin to meditate and really try to to understand it, Jesus is really telling us how we should resolve our conflicts with other people. Mm. This is it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, in fact, it's very practical. He says, first you go one-on-one, and that might not work. And, um, and, then, and then he says, well, perhaps, or not perhaps, he says you get another person or two more people. And, um, and why would we do that? You know, is it, you know, to team up on someone and make them feel bad and, you know, and then, and, and I don't know, beat them up, right? Three against one. No, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is to, uh, I think it's objectivity is to help them see, you know, I'm not, this isn't just me who's saying this. Other people have seen this too. And we're doing this not because we want to be right as a collective group or something, but because we want to help you. And we are, you know, and, and in these conversations, um, which I've had individually, but also as as a group of two or three people, uh, it's really important to live that understanding we were talking about and to say, hey, listen, we're not perfect either, you know? <laughs> we make mistakes too. Um, we are uh, talking today about our prayer life, and uh, we have a special invitation uh, to all of you to gather and pray a 54-day Rosary Novena starting next week. And Father Rocky, our executive director, is up next to tell you all about it. We'll be right back. Part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at relevantradio.com. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And welcome back to The Inner Life. Thanks for joining us on the program today. I'm Chuck Naff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Uh, Jim Shaper sitting in the producer's seat today as well. But we are talking about uh, our prayer life. And again, phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. When two or three are gathered in uh, in your name, uh, the Lord tells us uh, that he is there in their midst. And uh, when have you uh, seen the power of Jesus in your prayers when two or three are gathered? And again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Our email 
address, centerlife at relevantradio.com. couple of programming notes, top of the hour in about 25 minutes. We celebrate Mass with all of you. Then uh, don't forget, um, 3 p.m., the Chapel of Divine Mercy, 3 p.m. Central in the Drew Mariani Show. And then 7 p.m. Central, the Family Rosary Across America, and a live interactive uh, program with um, uh, Father Rocky and uh, Karen Miranda praying uh, with you and for you. We love praying with you and for you. I hope you know that. And um, we are uh, gathering. Uh, we talk uh, about the uh, the rosary, uh, certainly, and we have uh, the gospel reading from Matthew where two or three are gathered in uh, in my name, I am there in your midst. And uh, starting next week, uh, we are going to inviting you to a 54-day Rosary Novena, inviting everyone listening today, your family and your friends. And uh, Father Rocky, our executive director, is here to tell us all about this 54-day Rosary Novena. Father Rocky, welcome to The Inner Life, and a big time for all of us to be praying for the needs of the Church and the nation. Hey, Chuck, thank you so much for letting me uh, be on your show for a few minutes to tell our listeners what's going on. I really like the way you set it up when you said, Jesus said, when two or three of you are gathered in my name, I'm there in your presence. Well, folks, can you imagine if we had 100,000 people every night gathered at 7 p.m. Central Time around the country praying the rosary for the needs of the church and the nation? This was a phrase that St. Maria would use whenever he'd go to a country and have a get-together. He'd always invite people to say a prayer for the church authorities and for the civil authorities, no matter who they were or what um, thoughts or convictions he had, just those who were in authority, he would pray for them. And I know a lot of people are concerned about what's going on in our country right now. And we're also concerned about our church. And as the church goes, so goes society. So first we pray for the needs of the church, and then we pray for the needs of the nation. So I want to invite everybody who's listening today, consider joining us starting next Tuesday, September 8th, the Feast of the Birth of Mary, every evening at 7 p.m. Central Time on Relevant Radio or RelevantRadio.com. You can also watch it on your big screen um, with the Apple TV or Chromecast it from your smartphone on YouTube or Facebook or on the Relevant Radio uh, website. And um, we're going to be doing it for 54 days. And I know that's a long march. And people say, where'd you get that from? Well, 10 years ago, I never heard of such a thing, but I've come to believe in the power of prayer, especially when you get a lot of people praying for the same thing at the same time. I was telling somebody the other day, I said, imagine you're down at Soldier Field. Now, I know you couldn't imagine that, Chuck, because you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan, right? but uh, Soldier Field is where the Bears play, and it has a capacity of eighty or 90,000. Let's say Bears are out on the field. There's only one person in the stands yelling, go, 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 go. You can barely hear the guy. But if you got 80,000 people at the same time cheering on the team, it makes a big difference. So that's the idea. Get uh, tens of thousands of people praying every night for this intention. You can do that by going to relevantradio.com. So 54 days, what's that all about? It's a novena times six. So three times three times three is 27, right? So a novena is nine. So nine and nine, nine is 27. And so 27 days asking God for what you need, and then immediately followed by 27 days thanking God for what you asked for with the confidence that he's already granted your prayer. And people say, well, how can you thank him before you got it? Well, it's because God works and exists outside of time. And so he already knows the answer, even if we don't know the answer. And here's the best part about it. If you sign up at relevantradio.com today or on our app, you're going to get a free daily 
email just to your email box, and I'm going to each day give you a one-minute lesson on each of the titles in the litany of Our Lady of Loretto. So it's a 54-day novena. There's 55 titles, so one of the days I'll have to do two titles in one. But uh, people are always kind of curious, like, what does that mean when you call Mary Morning Star, or you call Mary House of Gold, or you call her Ark of the Covenant? I'm going to unpack all of that for you, and uh, I think you're going to learn a lot. So that comes right to your email on your phone or on your desk, um, a desktop, and you can get that by going to relevantradio.com or our app and sign up for today. And if you miss a day, well, it's still there in your email box. Or if you don't have time to read it, you can listen to it and you can share it with your friends. We had a high school teacher back in um, uh, Lent who uh, he and his uh, students in his freshman, sophomore religion class would follow the 40 Lenten lessons on the Mass. They'd get it on their phone every day um, because they had signed up to it. So that's kind of what we're doing here, Chuck. And I, I sure hope everybody who's listening will consider being part of that and sign up today by going to relevantradio.com. It's free. And people say, Father, how come everything you do at Relevant Radio is free? Well, because Jesus said, freely you have received freely give and that way more people can participate in it and you don't even have to be catholic to sign up for it you might just be curious well what do those crazy catholics think about these matters well get that email and you find out why we say what we say and we believe what we believe so that's what i want to tell your folks chuck yeah, and uh, RelevantRadio.com. I signed up this morning, Father Rocky, and it's uh, Chuck can do it. It's very simple, trust me. <laughs> so, but uh, RelevantRadio.com. And um, just want to make the point, certainly you and our listening audience, we know there's thousands of you. Gosh, every one of you sign up for this. But tell your family, tell your friends. Mm-hmm. And can we get uh, more than two or three? I'm sure we will. I know we will. And really make a difference as we pray for the needs of the of the church and the world. And I'm always so taken, Father Rocky, I'm sure we could go back 100 years and somebody would say back then, this is the most critical time in the history of the world. I'm sure you'd go back uh, 500 sure. years and somebody would say, this is the most critical time in the history of the world. Sure. But let's make the point. <laughs> What's going on in the church and the world today very well could be the most critical time in the history of the world. We need to pray about this, don't we? It could be, you know, and I'm very aware of Charles Dickens' um, uh, beginning of one of his great novels, A Tale of Two Cities. You remember how it goes? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the summer of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. He said, in short, it was a time so full of superlatives. It was just like our time. So I've heard this this word unprecedented for the last 40 years. We live in unprecedented times. But at this moment, I think we're all aware that there there's a general concern about safety in our society. There's a lot of violence that's unexpected. And I think a lot of that violence has to be traced to our ongoing um, pandemic of abortion. And so we pray every day, every hour for an end to abortion. And that's the solution we can offer to people. Well, there are many other things you can do, but in the first place at Relevant Radio, we pray. And prayer brings people together. Prayer calms things down. Prayer brings us closer to God and allows God to work uh, through us. So uh, whatever the moment is, um, this is our moment. It's the moment we're living right now. 
And um, I think back to World War II, where tens of thousands of Catholics go to the Basilica of Our Lady of Sorrows on the west side. They'd have their weekly novena, and they'd pray for their sons or daughters who were in foreign lands, on foreign soil, to pray that they come back safely. This is the moment we live in right now, and the solution that Rally can offer to you is, let's join us in prayer each evening. Yeah. And not only are we praying for the needs of the Church of the Nations, we're praying for the need of Ted, who called in yesterday because his brother and his family were kidnapped in Mexico. Mm. We prayed for Trinity in um, California. She's nine or 11 years old, and she had a prayer for her grandpa. And we prayed for this mother whose son is an alcoholic. And we prayed for this woman whose husband has cancer. So these very personal needs are very, very powerful. But we also have kind of these universal needs for the needs of the church and the nation. So yeah. I'm happy we can um, invite people to that. And I, it's really the highlight of my day when we're able to yeah. lead that rosary in the evening. Yeah. Father Rocky, our executive director, joining us here on The Inner Life. Okay, Father Rocky, one more question for you, and then we'll let you get back to what is no okay. doubt a busy, busy schedule. Loved your book, Mary at the Crossroads of History. Right. Talk to us a little bit about that, because I wonder sometimes at this uh, crossroads in history, if Mary is right there with us today. I think she can be. Um, I've had a f- uh, wonderful time writing that book, because I've been kind of uh, writing it in my head for the last 21 years, because they noticed all these coincidences, uh, big world events, historical changing events, inflection points in history where Mary was uh, there, you know, so like the Annunciation, which changes A.D. to or B.C. to A.D., you know, that's in our calendar, or the birth of Christ, or um, at Fatima, or um, the ship that Columbus sailed to the New World, the Santa Maria. And um, Mary can intervene in history because she's the mother of God. She's the mother of each one of us. And if we pray uh, with steadfastness, things can change for the better in an instant with God's grace. We saw that at Guadalupe in 1531. We've seen that at other times. And that's kind of what we're promoting here, uh, to get people to pray. Um, I, I think that we need God's intervention in history. We need our Blessed Mother's tender and merciful hand at this moment in our families, in our church, in our country, in our society. Um, because it's the same old war from the uh, second chapter of Genesis, you know, between good and evil, between light and darkness, between life and death. And we want to be on the side of life and and goodness and light. And that's yeah. the side of the Blessed Mother and Jesus. So thank you, Chuck. Yeah, Father Rocky, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Again, our 54-day Rosary Novena starts next Tuesday, September 8th. It's uh, the birthday of our of our Mother Mary, and we'll go for 54 days, and you can sign up. Just go to the website, relevantradio.com slash novena. It's just, it's real quick. You just hit submit, and you are signed up, and then you are a part of this, uh, uh, all of these prayer warriors gathering coast-to-coast and around the world to pray this 54-day Rosary Novena. So we invite you to do that. Father Rocky, God bless you. Keep up your great work. And uh, thanks for joining us on the program today. Uh, We'll see you next time. Father Rocky joining us. Uh, This is our Friday broadcast. Uh, Looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel, it's uh, the Gospel of Matthew. And Father J.P. Mitchell is our spiritual director. Father J.P. is a priest of Opus Dei, now serving in Chicago at the Opus Dei Center, joining us from the University of Illinois today, where he works extensively with a college apostolate run by Opus Dei. Looking ahead to the uh, Sunday Gospel. And phone lines are open if you'd like to join us uh, Toll-free number, 888-914-9149, talking about our prayer life. And uh, when uh, have you gathered us two or three and seen Jesus answer your prayers? We'd love to hear your story. And again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 
888-914-9149. So, Father J.P. Mitchell, thank you for waiting, and welcome back into the program here. Can you uh, talk a little bit about uh, this part of the gospel? Jesus says again, amen, I say to you. And I always love when he says, amen, amen, I say to you. Uh, He says, hey, pay attention here. This is really, really important. But if two of you agree on earth about anything on which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. I've certainly seen uh, prayers answered when we've gathered as a faith community. Uh, I've told the story before, but some of our friends um, were told by doctors uh, they could have no more children. And uh, we prayed for them, and four or five months later, uh, she was pregnant. And um, they had another baby. Wow. Yeah, I mean, really, we were gathered together as two or three. So there's really power when we gather in the name of Jesus, as you referenced a bit earlier in the program. Yeah, there is there's power, and, it, well, why? I don't know. I mean, for God, Jesus is telling us to do that. And so that in itself is enough. But also, um, it, it, it leads me to reference a different gospel passage, but where Jesus prays for unity. Unity means so much to him, that union of wills and, 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 and communion of people caring for each other. And so just like any parent would be so pleased to see many of their siblings, you know, asking their parents to take care of or, or you know, take care of one of the other siblings or take care of one of the siblings who's sick, right? I mean... Any mother or father's heart just, just goes out to that. Well, Jesus showed us that, that God's a loving Father, and so he's used that language, used that imagery, that reality, that God is a loving Father. And his heart melts when he sees his children, us, ask for each other, pray for each other, or pray for ourselves, but um, in in his name. And, and yeah, it's great power. I don't know. I'm, it, it was a very kind of earthly example, but I like it a lot, what Father, what Father Rocky was saying with regards to... Soldier Field, you know, that, uh, that, that cry uh, reaches heaven loud and clear when you got 80,000 and not just and not just one. But but why? Not so much for the volume, I guess you could say, but because of the of the unity. That's what and that's what the Trinity is. The Trinity is one. And um, uh, that God loves that unity. Well, and then, Father JP, I wonder, I mean, We've uh, gathered as two or three. I know people listening today have been gathered uh, as two or three, and uh, prayers don't seem to be answered when we gather to mm. pray. How do we how do we handle that? Um, at least, and I'm always uh, very uh, worried that I should say our prayers have not been answered at least the way I would like them to be answered. <laughs> right. I guess that's there's well. There's an element of mystery, of course. You know, the, what is God's will, and and um, and but one of the foundations of prayer is it's very good to ask for what we want, but the but there's that either it's implied or or it's explicit the acceptance of God's will, whatever it might be. Jesus is acting the garden as an example of that. I mean, this challenge passed from me, but not my will, your will be done. He's asking for something to change, and at the same time, he's accepting. Well, maybe your will is different than what I want, and I want your will, you know. And so when we ask for things, really we're saying, God, if you want this, make it happen, and make it happen according to your plan. But there's that implicit uh, acceptance of, of God knows best. God, you know, Dad knows best. Father knows best. Um, and um, But at the same time, it seems like, you know, 
he can change plans. He can do whatever he wants, right? Uh, and um, or change plans is a human way of talking about something divine, right? Which is totally, totally different than what we are. But uh, but he has encouraged us to pray, and not just today, right? And uh, or in this gospel we're praying about on Sunday, but many other passages. And so, um, and there's also that common experience of things. Sometimes we do what we ask for, and if we don't, all right. It's going to work out for the best somehow, and to trust mm-hmm. God in that, because God does bring victories out of things that seem like defeat. You know, the crucifixion is the example of that. Yeah, I want to get to a phone call here, but make the point, if you would, Father JP. Two or three are gathered in his name. We're praying for what we want. It doesn't, and if it's not answered, it does not mean that Jesus is not in there with us. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a very important point that you bring up. And, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean he's not there. It may mean, or what it does mean is he says, you know what, my will is a little bit different than that, and I'm with you. You know, I'm with you to help you accept that. Accept it just like I accepted the cross for you, you know, accept that. But let's do it together, right? Um, I think that's the point. Yeah. Father J.P. Mitchell, our spiritual director, let's take a phone call. Liz, uh, listening in San Diego County, California. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the program. Uh, I just wanted to share uh, a powerful and really immediate uh, prayer that was answered. I was praying in front of an abortion chamber up in the Monterey Peninsula on a Friday when they do the surgical abortions, and my prayer warrior, Cora, was with me. And a young girl came, um, you know, to have an abortion. She was 18. And we, we stopped her on the sidewalk, and she talked to us for a little bit. But when the Planned Parenthood, um, uh, we call them the death scorts, came up, they screamed at us and startled the girl. And so she ran and she went inside to the clinic. And immediately, Cora and I frantically prayed a rosary, just begging the Blessed Mother to um, to save this this young mom and her baby. And as soon as we concluded our prayer. We turned around, and this girl walked out of the door, and she ran up and hugged us and said, thank you, and she was keeping her baby. And it was just, um, it was just, uh, just beautiful. So I wanted to share that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> we give lots of thanks to our Mother Mary. Were you able to talk more to her, or was it just kind of the hug, and then she left? Um, uh, we gave her a hug. I had those little precious feet pins that, um, oh, yeah. you know, it's like 12 feet. Yeah. And I had that in my hand because I had asked her, how far are you? And she said, I'm 11 weeks. And I said, you know, your baby's feet are almost as big. And then when we got startled, um, we didn't have time to talk. And um, when she came out, she said, could I have those? And I said, yes, absolutely. Here they are. And I gave her my phone number. And I said, you know, if you need anything, but she she was just afraid, and she just needed she just needed those, those prayers at that moment. And um, praise God. So it was. Yeah, it, praise I God. Want to share. Um, yeah, yeah. That, Thank you, Liz. So that was my that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all, Liz. It's just my story. Wow. But uh, again, <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah. I said it the other day. It's so I just love when Liz. Uh, Listeners like Liz call in, and we had one the other day, and they tell us these really beautiful, incredible, wonderful stories, and then they just kind of say, that's my story, <laughs> like there's nothing to it. 
<laughs> well, there's a lot to it. And uh, again, the power of prayer, Father JP, and uh, recognizing that uh, and we don't always see the results of our prayers, do we? No. In fact, I I think normally we don't. <laughs> and I don't mean that in, in, in a negative way, right? Because you know, hopefully we pray a lot. We pray for lots of things, and we don't see them, or we don't see them right away. Um, well, anyway, I might be wrong about that. In the sense, you know, there are, there are different effects of our prayer. So maybe I don't see what I'm asking for immediately, but there are fruits of our prayer which are in my own heart, because I am, every time I pray, I'm making an act of faith, and I'm exercising my faith. I'm living my faith. And, uh, and that's a big fruit. That's an extremely important fruit. And, and hopefully also there's that trust of God that's growing too. And so that's a fruit that maybe we don't always think about, but it's very important to think about. Um, and then also there's the, the uh, uh, but then, yeah, we may not see, you know, uh, I remember on the show once, I think someone, this was several months ago and, and someone called and, and she told us about how she was praying for the conversion of her husband for 35 years. And that, you know, he converted on his deathbed. And talk about perseverance and waiting to see the fruits, you know. <laughs> anyway, that, that that was a beautiful story, too. Yeah, and back to in God's time, I mean, sometimes we want immediate results. Uh, it's kind of the nature of our society these days. Everything is immediate. And uh, God yeah. is not always so immediate, but he hears us to your point earlier. He really is in the midst of our lives and in the midst of our prayers and when we gather together to pray in his name. He's, um, he wants our trust, you know, this is one he wants our heart. He wants our trust. And so prayer is an opportunity to trust, not to get what I need. He's not, he's not, he's not a Coke machine, right? He's not a Coke dispenser where I hit the button and I get my Coca-Cola and then, you know, okay, God, I'll come back when I want something else. No, he, he, he uh, he wants our trust, and sometimes he's gonna he's gonna let us wait, and say, "All right, now is an opportunity for you to trust me," and uh, because I am in the boat, you know, <laughs> even though even though it seems like I may be asleep a little bit, but I am in the boat, and I'm and and I'm holding your hand. Yeah, and we were mentioned at the top of the show, and we've not had a chance to talk yet about forgiveness, and we don't have much uh, time left in the hour with you today. But the the power of forgiveness in our relationships, certainly when we're when we've been wronged, when we've been hurt, um, we need uh, maybe to seek forgiveness from somebody who has hurt us. But the power of forgiveness in our faith journey—that's really critical, isn't it? It's critical. I mean, first, first and foremost, it's it's it's. It's absolutely necessary to get into heaven. You and I need to be forgiven, or you know, um, and we need to ask for that forgiveness and accept God's forgiveness. He offers it; we need to accept it. And also, He says, in the same way, you ought to forgive others. And in relationships, particularly in relationships throughout time, you know, that are long-standing relationships with siblings, with spouses, or whatever, there are there will be moments in which you will need to forgive that person, in which you will need to ask for forgiveness, or should ask for forgiveness, and. Um, and it strengthens the relationship. I uh, I was in a talk once, and uh, and the person was talking about in their own friendships that the strongest friendships that he had were friendships in which they had to forgive each other at certain moments, you know, because you make mistakes or you forget something or when you say something you shouldn't say, you know. And when there is that forgiveness, it makes relationships stronger. It's, it, it's not weaker. It's stronger, much stronger. 
Well, and I think that's true uh, for so many of us that when we really can uh, work through the hurts and forgive, forgive somebody, and it's just the power of that. I've seen it certainly in um, in uh, the relationship with my wife. I mean, let's be honest about yeah. marriages. Uh, we hurt one another. We don't mean to. Oh, yeah. At least most of the time, we don't mean to. I hope we don't mean to. But we do, and we need to seek forgiveness, and that uh, we need to be forgiven. But the power of that, certainly in any relationship, it's really a taste of heaven, isn't it? Yeah. It brings peace. It brings peace. Um, well, it's brought peace to me when when you go to when when you realize oh man you know i didn't mean to but i did i did let somebody down and uh and you and you're worried about whether this person how how that person took it and then you say listen i i dropped the ball on this one i'm really sorry and they say you know what it's true <laughs> but i forgive you and it's okay and uh and there's the sense of you know not just sense but you're being accepted back and uh there's a great love you have for that person after that. Father J.P. Mitchell, thanks uh, for joining us today. Apologies we couldn't get to all of the phone calls today, just uh, one of those days. But, uh, Father J.P., we'd like to close the hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Great. May the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, come down upon you and remain on you forever. Amen. Amen. Father J.P. Mitchell, a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life today, and we'll see you uh, next time. Just a reminder, top of the hour, we're celebrating Mass at 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. Don't forget, sign up for our 54-day Rosary Novena. It starts next Tuesday. Just go to the website and uh, click on uh, the button, and you can be part of our uh, prayer team to pray this 54-day Rosary Novena. Have a great Labor Day weekend, and we'll see you next time.